Nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Today, two simple, humble words that are opposite in meaning and sort of literal nonsense when you put them together. But somehow that nonsense becomes completely understandable because it's one of those things where it's not actually what's being said, but rather when and how it's said. So they're two words that don't seem like they should be particularly versatile, and yet they kind of are. Today we're talking about the words no and yeah. And We'll get into what we what we mean, but were you guys aware of this phenomenon that we're going to talk about before uh, we brought it up a couple weeks ago to each other? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it actually started. Fletcher emailed us and said, "Let's discuss." Yeah, no. And Fletcher emailed, and I looked at the looked at Fletcher's email, and I said, "That sounds really interesting," and particularly because I never say yeah, no. And Fletcher said, oh, yes, I have heard you say yeah, no frequently. And I went downstairs and told my wife, Fletcher says, I say yeah, no a lot. Do I? And she goes, yeah, no, all the time. So she <laughs> uses it, I use <laughs> It's true. Uh, like Ross, I honestly, until you wrote us and said you noticed us using it when you were listening to uh, one of the podcasts, I, I don't think I was aware that I did. And now that I'm thinking of it, I'm very aware of it. And I, I use it a lot. There's no question in my mind. And we're not alone, obviously. It's become um, more and more frequently used in, in, in colloquial language. I don't think you see it written ever because you don't usually write, yeah. But I'd like to turn the tables. Fletcher, do you use it? I don't have noticed it. Have you, Kathy, noticed Fletcher using it or not? I haven't been attuned to it yet, but do you, are you a self-admitted, yeah, no, or I no, I saw yeah, it in user? one of his emails. Absolutely. I use it all the time. And and I use all of these different iterations of it as well. And and there are a number of them, um, the the combinations and sort of even the way that you say them. And and we, again, we can go down through those. But I, I use all of them all the time. I absolutely do. And, and I, I have for a long time. And it's not something that has ever bothered me. Uh, it's just part of um, casual speech. Exactly. I do want to point out that we're talking specifically ab about, yeah, going back to the casual speech part of it. We're not talking about yes and no. We're talking about yeah and no. We are. And we're talking, let's maybe start like delineating what we're talking about exactly. We're talking about the use of, of um, yeah and no in two different iterations. Yeah, no, and no, yeah. And in both cases, <laughs> yeah, no, and no, yeah, are kind of what are called discourse markers. They change the the tune or the tone of the conversation. They reinforce. There are various there are various usages of these. Sometimes they overlap as well. They're very contextual. For all of my not even having thought much about it, it's very common. Yeah, no, in particular, um, they say that yeah, no corresponds about uh, 160 to 260 times per million words in, in one of the things. So it's about as common in conversation as using words like seem or look or happy. I mean, so it's a very, very common thing. Incredibly and the common. first, yeah, which, which I almost said, yeah, no, and I, now I'm stopping myself, <laughs> no, you realize. No, let it, let it fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, no. 
Um, the first, uh, one of the first, I should say, um, real linguistic studies or, or acknowledgments of it was back, was it, Ross, in 2002 or was it in the late 90s? No, it was 2002. Um, and it was uh, a professor in uh, Australia, Professor Burridge, and she said, um, she started noticing it. It was mainly with younger people. And she said the yeah, no, we're, we're just yeah, knowing right now, fall, fell into three main categories. And this is something Ross and I are debating a little bit. Um, she said that there's a literal usage. You add it, you, you say it, it's agree, you're agreeing before you add another point. There's an abstract usage, which diffuses the comment that, that, that you're replying to, and a textual one, which lets you rewind a bit. But we've noticed there are a lot more sort of subcategories and categories to it. But before we go back, I'm going to go backwards for one second, too. This seems to be a relatively recent phenomenon using yeah, no, and no, yeah. When um, Professor Burridge noticed it in 2002, she was the, one of the first to actually scientifically study it. And... Although now it tends to be used more by young people, she found the greatest usage were uh, early middle-aged people. Now it seems to have spread backwards so that young people say it more than anyone else, and it's gone forward as well. But the interesting thing is there was a study, and it, it's still sort of unscientific. It hasn't been completely studied that much, but trying to find it in the corpus of uh, current English, and virtually no one said it in the 1990s. Then by the mid-90s, it was maybe five, let's say five, uh, five times usages, 30 times that many now. So it's suddenly really taken off. And it, it's got to be all from speech as well. This isn't the kind of thing that the Internet would exactly uh, make blow up because you don't really see it in writing. Well, that's where it gets interesting. No, that's what got me. We were trying to uh, look for stuff. We were, we were looking actually for, for usage over time. And the one problem with most of the, the charts or something, Ross found a good chart uh, where it was spoken. But most of the stuff you look at to, to track uh, the use of language is in print, whether it's in a book, a magazine or newspaper or on a website. And in those cases, it's not that common because, yeah, you don't usually type yeah or no. You know what I mean? You just you just it, it is a very uh, conversational thing. Although I have to add, and I have to applaud a person, Anna Mae Bauer, who has an honors thesis from the Eastern Michigan University, and she did a really bang-up job of actually trying to find yeah, no, and no yeah on Twitter. And she delineated the usages on Twitter, figuring that would be more representative of um, basic conversation. And I think she it was really interesting. And again, we have we found that yeah, no is used probably three to four times more than no, yeah. And this goes back to Cather's and my discussion. Do either of you say no, yeah? I can I confess to yeah, no. No, yeah, I do all the time. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed Okay, it. now that you just said that, I think I was going to say no, I don't. But you just said that, I think I do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> with, without a doubt. But let's give some concrete examples of these, just in case anybody's uh, still having a little bit of trouble getting their head around what we're talking about. Sure. Uh, well, we, we can start with no, yeah, because I think that's much less versatile than yeah, no. No, yeah usually means yeah. Um, the, the no doesn't usually enter into the meaning exactly. So a, as you just asked me, you said, Fletcher, do you ever say no, yeah? And I said, no, yeah, I do all the time, right? You're absolutely right. You're right. No, yeah, almost always is, is used as a positive as right. opposed to a negative, even though you've actually got, um, you're starting with a negative, but more often the no, yeah construction is a positive uh, 
usage. Right. And I'm not necessarily I'm not so. I'm not even starting by disagreeing with you either. That no doesn't necessarily mean I disagree with what you're saying. Uh, but here's a yeah. It, it just it's it's as you said a discourse marker, I guess. But it doesn't really enter into the meaning of what I'm saying. Usually no. Usually no. Yeah, is agreeing. Right. Sometimes I think that the no yeah is more like you also want to add. It's like a no yeah blah 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 blah. No yeah, I do all the time. Yeah, exactly. You you don't yeah. you, you often don't stop at no yeah. You often do add some words after that, even if they're just sort of enhancing the agreement. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's like more disagreeing but acknowledging something, whereas no, yeah, is you're agreeing and you're adding something else, or you might be adding a tiny disagreement. It's like a nuance, but but the but the overarching thing is agreement. Yeah, I'm wondering if one of the reasons we have yeah, no, and no, yeah, is because I'm sure you guys are aware that early English used to have um, four different ways of saying yes and no. Do you, you guys realize that, don't you, Fletcher, or not? No, tell me. There used to be yes and no, and we know there are other two ways of saying it, which we both know, we all know, yay and nay. And oh, in okay. old In uh, Old English up to early Middle English, you would have, will they not go, that would be yes. It's a negative with a, with a positive yes. Will they go, you would have said, yay, they will. You see what I'm saying? Will they not go, you would have said, no, they will not. Will they go you would have said, nay, they will not. So we have four different ways. In effect, the yeah, no, and the no, yeah are kind of like chucked in there. So we have four different ways of um, answering the question, <laughs> which gets ready to make me ready to scream right now, even thinking about well, it. Well, let's turn to yeah, no, then, um, just because there is a little more going on. Yeah, no can be very similar to no, yeah, in that it can just mean yeah, um, I don't know. Do you do you like to eat pizza? And you can say, yeah, no, I love it. Right. Right. And so. Uh, so in that in that sense, you're kind of, again, enhancing your agreement. Mm -hmm. But there's another. Yeah, no, that's much more sarcastic and definitely means no. And it can be said a couple of different ways. One is very drawn out. Right. You hear this often like, um, hey, do you want a bowl of this borscht? And someone says, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. And along the same lines. You can also hear that same thing as, yeah, no, right? There's that finality mm -hmm. there. There's that sound of finality, and that means no. Yeah, that's actually called technically, so that's a shutdown. That's being used as a shutdown, and it's like, whoop, there, the end, end, end of story, you know? That was sort of interesting, though, because Kathy and I both don't say, yeah, no, as that shutdown. We were talking about it, and then we talked to some people who are younger than younger than, than we are, and they they all use it. Do you, Kath, Fletcher, you said you use it that way. Yeah, but not not quite so, not not certainly not as often as the the yeah version of yeah no or no yeah. But and and I certainly <laughs> don't use the very sarcastic drawn out version. I just think that's kind of rude. But I I'll catch myself every now and then saying yeah no. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I definitely think that's a generational thing, and that that. And then we go back to what Ross had said earlier about how the usage of both yeah, no, and no, yeah is increasing. And I, I do wonder, I know I had seen some things talking about different, there was a British TV show where the put down yeah, no was big. And I'm wondering if part of that is from cultural, um, you know, like whether it's shows or celebrities or whatever, and that's where it got picked up. And it was after Ross and I were in the age group that would have done it, <laughs> which makes me sound so old. I also think... Uh, this version of yeah, no, the negative, the shutdown, I guess, is probably why you would see that 
so much more frequently on something like Twitter because when you write when you write out yeah no that's usually going to be the shutdown. You're not going to write out yeah no when you mean yeah very often. I agree with you. I think I think we go back to the whole well, I think it's a combination of a shutdown, but I also think it serves to emphasize the 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 sarcastic flourish, if you will, if that makes sense. But the other problem with both of these words, they're so contextually used. Looking at this one, uh, this one scholar tried to break it down. How do you use yeah, no? She put agreement, back channeling, clear misunderstanding, disagreement, emphasis of no, emphasis of yeah, emphatic no, emphatic yeah. Filler, hedge, joking, positive, shut down, take turn, whatever that means, <laughs> topic shift and understanding. So we have, I mean, it's just like basically you got to be there to know what the person's talking about to some degree, I think. Yeah, and that I think that's why I said uh, toward the very beginning, it's not, it's not so much what's being said, but rather when it's said and how it's said. It is all contextual, and there's no way you're going to teach somebody this sort of thing. You have to experience this and sort of absorb it into your language. I'm thinking also with this sometimes, we've used this before, like when we're talking about I couldn't care, I mean, I could care less, or I couldn't care, as, as opposed to I could care less. And we were saying that obviously I could care less, even though people say it's incorrect, is correct in a sarcastic tone. Yeah, I could care less, you know? So I'm wondering, in certain cases, we're going back to the variety of, of the contextual nature of all these usages, and I'm thinking how sometimes you could be misunderstood even if it's clear, if even if it's in context and print, because you don't hear it. Am I right? Sometimes, don't you think that that would happen? I think it's it, definitely so. And then from what Kathy's saying, going back to Burridge, that usage where we have basically, yeah, no means, yes, I see what you're saying, but can we go back to an earlier topic? It's sort of polite. And in that sense, that politeness is very much contextual in speech. We hear that we hear the, 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 the nuance of the speaking and determine from there what it actually means, which goes to the problem. Language is very imprecise in some ways, even though I've always argued for precision and I like things literally to mean literally and figuratively mean figuratively. In this case, we're all over the place. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> 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 that that actually is a phrase in and of itself uh, that that people use that that for sure is often tacked on to the end of yeah no and of course that's a, that's a definitely yes like I really agree with you yeah no for sure well it's interesting because sometimes you're right yeah no is like is the is the emphasis but then sometimes you do the yeah no when you're saying yeah I acknowledge what you just said but no. My opinion is no. Yeah, no, blah, blah, blah. And again, I can't think of anything right That's going to be in how it sounds, right? Because you're going to say, yeah, no, or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think so. Something along yeah. those lines, right? You're going to have that. Whereas other times you would be saying it to agree, like you just did. <laughs> yeah, no, I would. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I can do that all day long, but but I think that maybe illustrates just a little bit how common this is and how it just passes right through without people really noticing it. Well, we certainly were guilty of Precisely. that. Precisely. But I, it is, gosh, it's just so darn contextual. And it's the sort of thing that can't be written out very accurately. Are Can you think of any, like, just handy examples of other other words or other uh, discourse markers, as you mentioned, that, that are along these lines? Well, another one right now that's being used quite a bit is no totally. I mean, think of it. This was an, uh, this was an article, and... Um, Here's the here's the conversation. Then you go back to look at any painting and go, ugh. Um, they can look at a Rothko and go, hey, three colors, and you just want to hit them. No, 
the answer no totally. Now, what does that mean? If the person says no without the totally, it means he doesn't want to hit him. But if he says no totally, it means he does want to hit him. Totally yeah. is changing the meaning of no here. Yeah, because totally is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, a positive, not an A. Right. Yeah. Ra- rather than saying no, I disagree with you, you're, you, instead you're saying I absolutely agree. I with absolutely you. want to kill them or hit them by saying no totally, and that I that's not one I I certainly wouldn't have thought of that. But as soon as you said it, I have co- I've definitely said that myself. I hear that quite often. Yeah, I have too, actually. Which goes to the one thing, no and yes are really strange words. They're strange concepts. <laughs> they are. And it's also not something you ever think about, but they are very strange. Well, wait a second. I'm just thinking, do we do anything like that with right? Because right is yes, sort of, right? I, I, I say that automatically as, as uh, a, a, I say it as a negative. I always use that. I really, you know, I, right. I, I'm, re- I'm really loving being in... in uh, in COVID uh, lockdown. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. As a, I do yeah, right as a sarcastic, definitely. Yeah, yeah all right. the time. I don't say yeah, no, though, but I do say yeah, right. I say yeah, right <laughs> okay. all the time. Interesting. <laughs> what about you, Flesher? Do you do yeah, right, or is that is that, a, yeah. is that, a, is that an older? I, I, I would guess that there is actually a generational difference on that. And, you know, I wouldn't call it a generational divide because I don't think it's that definite, but I would guess there's a gradient. Um, and, and, and younger people are more likely to do the yeah, no, and, and people... That's interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah, I, I think you're either. right. Because you're right, Ross. I definitely... I do yeah, right. I don't say... I'm just going to... Yeah, no. No, I go yeah, right. Can I interrupt here? I just quickly... Google Engram does books, so it's not that accurate, but it will do conversation in books. And after 2005, there's a sharp downturn in Yeah, Right. There you go. So Fletcher's gradient is, is, uh, I mean, it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That also reminds me of when I was a kid, I was shocked that um, Latin and a lot of languages don't have straight yes, no's. And I, I thought, gosh, how weird. But in retrospect, just looking at our own English usage of yes and no, it isn't that weird. It seems so simple, doesn't it? Yes and no, and yet, here we are. It's true. And and the fact that it is used so widely in other languages does get me. The fact you've got it in French, you've got it in Russian, you've got it in Australia, as we said before, South Africa, I think German. Uh, when we were looking for stuff, we kept, we found some foreign examples. And so uh, clearly, just the, the theme, if you will, of, of, of the yes, no, or yeah, no, combo is 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 not at all an english uh phenomenon but i do think the primary purpose and the best usage of it is to basically make clear when you're dealing with a negative sentence what you're talking about like we did with the no totally you have to understand what what you're referring to in terms of the yes or the no and i think that's where yeah no really works well yeah, I agree with you. No, I hate it. You know, that sort of thing. But you can also use it. We do, you do use it sometimes just to shift topics, too. I mean, it's not, I mean, I'm just, there There are, as we said before, so many uses. Just, it was amazing, as you said that, I'm trying to interrupt you. I was just about to interrupt you by going, yeah, no, but something else. I I, I was just yeah, about to do exactly. it. exactly. So you proved the point. Somebody had said, when I saw something, and I'm just trying to think that a lot of times you hear I mean after it. Yeah, no, I mean. So then they're trying to explain. So the yeah, no is just like a switching. Like it's a, it's a, I'm just. Well, it's a lot, it's a, along those lines of the discourse marker. I mean, it, well, I just did it. I often start sentences with I mean without having prefaced that in any way. I'm not explaining something that I already said. 
I'm about to try to explain something that's sort of along the same lines. It's it's that it's that marker. Yeah, it's like it's like I use so all the time, which we've discussed which in we've the past. Discussed. And it's a similar sort of thing. I mean, some, I mean, I think it's a way to acknowledge that something was said, and now I'm going my way. Sometimes, you know what I mean? I say you know what I mean all the time. And now I'm listening to all these little <laughs> verbal quirks <laughs> when I speak, and it's driving me insane. Because you go back to the ambiguity though of of, yeah, of of positives and negatives and the same thing the thing that always drives me crazy i mean it's it's along the same lines is when you say something like they shouldn't do that should they and and you you, you obviously can say yes they shouldn't do that or yeah no they shouldn't do that and it's the same i mean it's a similar ambiguous positive negative but that's where yeah crossover. no as a compositional sense does its job yeah that's i agree with true. you no they shouldn't do that and i think that's where it's very effective it covers it covers all your bases. You don't have to worry about whether you need to answer yes or no to that. And you don't have to worry about being misunderstood, yeah. a la the no totally. You're completely mm -hmm. understood. Yeah, I agree with you. No, they're not doing the right thing. And I think that's where it's very useful. And that goes back to the old English, yay, nay, yes, no, which is confusing now to us. But in those days, it made for a little bit more precise understanding of what you're trying to talk about. And a lot of languages like Latin now, what they do is they go... In effect, they instead of saying yes, they go, this should be this way or this should be that way. Hawk this, that sort of thing, which also does the job. Well, are we done with yeah, no? Yeah. No. Ross and I have both individually noticed thing, two, two language things cropping up when we're watching news, and it's driving both of us crazy in different ways. How do you say, I'm going to ask you, Fletcher, how do you pronounce P-L-A-S-M-A? -A? This has been in the news because of COVID and certain um, you know, ways they're trying to help solve the uh, spread. Plasma? Yes. Right. That's Ross, you say it plasma as well, right? Plasma. Okay. And I want you to listen to the news, Fletcher. We both keep, I keep hearing, and I told Ross, and now he's been hearing it. For some reason, politicians, when they're being interviewed, talking heads, like not doctors, but like more like, you know, your, your, your experts, your pundits, and anchors are now saying plasma. Plasma? Plasma, like Mazda. <laughs> listen for it. It's the strangest thing. And we both looked, and it's definitely pronounced plasma from what we could determine. Well, I went to Uglish and looked, listened to 100 people in Australia, the States, uh, and uh, I think Canada, and all of them said plasma. So the new, so this plasma, plasma distinction must be very, very new. And I think Kathy's point is perhaps it's from someone on TV and then everyone picking it up fairly recently yeah i think what it was is one of the doctors i have a feeling that I'm, I'm wondering if burks or someone once said plasma and suddenly everyone thought oh that's like <laughs> that's the fancy science way of saying it because trump was saying it the other day in a, in um one of his press conferences he talked about plasma therapy and i thought here we go again that was my first instinct was that one doctor even one of the one of the big doctors who's on tv all the time uh, said it that way, or maybe someone with uh, an accent maybe said it that way, and everybody thought that, well, that's an expert, so they must say it that way, and it's sort of spread. That kind of that's the kind of thing that spreads through 
Net, yeah. you know, through new through news anchors and that sort of thing without people really checking out why it was said that way in the first place. And so I could easily see it having its root in some place like that. I wish we I wish we could find patient zero. I know. It'd be interesting. I know. I'm going to start looking at like pronouncer zero. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second thing we've discussed, this is from I've been I keep hearing it, reading it and seeing it, I, I think particularly now because the election cycle is getting heated up. And it's one or the other candidates will be relegated to the, quote, dustbin of history. Ah, yes. And I told Kathy, what fascinates, this is an example of a fossil word. It's shot up in usage in the 1960s. It's from between now and the 1960s. We checked it. It's been, it's used literally about 100 times more. But I've never thrown anything into a dustbin. Have you? Uh, Only people being consigned to the dustbin of history specifically. Exactly. We got sort of interested, and Kathy traced the the uh, phrase, the phrase's popularity, although it was still not barely not used, to uh, Trotsky. Trotsky was talking about, yeah, the, the, in a quote, it was in his history of the Russian Revolution. But the, the thing that gets me, the, it was first translated as, go where you belong from now on into the rubbish can of history. Not even dustbin, it was rubbish can. But then, and for some reason, when it was picked up in quote books, that they also had Augustin Burrell. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Burrell? Burrell? Do you know him, Ross? No, I, mean, I do, and but he I He said the great dust heap of history. And now it's dustbin. And then we looked at Google Engram, though. There was an interesting blip, again, in usage again. It shot up in the 1980s, from the 60s to the 80s, as garbage heap of history. Then that went way down. It lost 90% of its usage. And then Dust Heap took off, as did another one, which is still used less, Trash Heap of History. So none of those I would use in a regular statement, though. But yeah, I'm just looking right now. Washington Post, Salon, NPR, uh, USA Today. Everybody's using Dustbin of History. I'm not finding any Dust Heaps right now. It's something that's just become its own phrase and is never used in any other way. No, it's true. It's like post no bills, which always bothered me. Like as a kid, do they still have them post no bills in New York? I used to see them all over the place. Yeah. And you know, like what's a bill? I had no idea. Also, don't yeah, put up bill. stuff here is what they really should say. I think it's a fossil term again that should be relegated to yeah. the dustbin of history. This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod or email me at Powell at KMUW.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that at your local independent bookstore. Order online if you have to. Also, be sure to check out Kathy and Ross's most recent book, Awkward Moments. That's word, like what we're talking about, awkward, W-O-R-D. Awkward Moments, a lively guide to the 100 terms smart people should know. And, of course, Kathy and Ross have written a lot more. They're always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.